Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes and uh, I am filling in for my good buddy Doug McCary this week. If you're wondering, goodness, it's Thursday. I hope hope Doug's returning soon. (laughs) Doug will be back in studio on Monday along with Taylor. uh, But it's been my honor and privilege to uh, sit in the captain's seat where Doug normally sits. And uh, I kind of have forgotten all all the years that I did this every day. How much work this is <laughs> nonetheless i'm glad to be here and uh if you joined us here at swat radio the last three days i want to give a special thanks to my good friend jerry sinclair who uh sat in here with me for three days as we talked about his ministry faithful and true uh by the way it, i've had several texts over the last uh 24 to 48 hours of, of men who um have just shared their deep struggles in this area of uh, sexual temptation. And uh, I don't want to, you know, go back into that, but I do want to say if, if this is an issue, you can, you can reach out to Jerry at 904-443-0246. So grateful for he and Susan, his wife and their ministry. And uh, if you were with us yesterday, you heard uh, John, uh, uh, Jay Haig, was on the air with us as well, and uh, what a what a great uh, couple of guys who are committed to discipling men in this area, and it's a it's a critical area in our church today. If you're new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. This is a daily daily live broadcast. Neat thing is on Thursdays usually we have a special guest, although I've had a guest all week, and we'll have another guest tomorrow. But today, I've got a, a guy that I've just recently met, uh, Victor Bruce. Bruce, is that right? That's correct. All right, I'm good. <laughs> but uh, Victor's going to be our guest, and is, uh, he and I are just going to have a conversation here today about City for the Nations. And I'm excited just to hear. I want you guys to hear what, uh, what Victor has to say and kind of what the ministry is about and uh, how you can get involved. Um, Obviously, within SWAT Radio, SWAT Radio has uh, you know five elements that are essential to how we live out the mission of SWAT. Uh, that's uh, number one. It's God's word, our authority, our starting point, and our greatest weapon is God's word. Uh, number two is prayer. That it's devotional. It's intercession. I mean, this is the battle that we're in. It begins in prayer. N- number three is discipleship. It's intentional relationships centrality of the gospel and mutual accountability and by the way if you're not involved in one of the swat bible studies we kick back off next week starting on wednesday and uh, what a great place to engage with other men the fourth element is evangelism which we're going to get into today prayerfully intentionally and naturally and then the fifth element is community it's authentic it's regular it's it's kind of this band of brothers i get people i may wear a swatch t-shirt they're one of what is swat you know i don't get free donuts at dunkin donuts or anything but boy what a great opportunity when i've got that shirt on to just share what swat stands for and how many men victor i'm sure you can relate to this you know if you've been walking with the lord for many years 
you know, the desperate need that we as men need to get plugged into a band of brothers, some men who are serious about this walk with Christ. We can't do it on our own. In fact, if you tuned in the last three days talking about the sexual temptations, it's real, it's out there, and you better have a brother or two that you can call on. And uh, so anyway, with my uh, that that's enough about the last three days. I am excited, Victor, to have you in studio with me. Uh, when Doug called me last week before he headed out, he said, man, you got to get Victor in. You guys can spend a whole episode on what what Victor has to say. So without any further ado, let me introduce Victor Bruce to you. And uh, glad you joined me, Victor. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I tell you what, these five key characteristics of a SWAT man, that's what I'm all about. And yes. so it was so yep. exciting, so exciting to be here and uh, have an opportunity to share about City for the Nations and what God is doing. Well, I, I know you and I would met before. I know you had met Doug, and, and I think we're going to be a part of the Great Commission Summit coming up That's on correct. September 17th. That's Friday, September 17th. We'll get more into it. It's basically a full day from what I, from my, I, what I gather. Right, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and honestly, you That's know. That's a half day, yeah, in that's my a half opinion. Day. Yeah. yeah, so we've had some marketplace guys like uh, – that that's that's like a day. I'm I'm going to invest my day. Tell me what this is all about, exactly. and it's going to be worth it to invest a day of your life into transforming an entire nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, Victor, before we get into kind of talking about, we'll eventually get to talking sure. about the summit, which is coming up on September 17th. I'll mention that date several times, but I want people to hear. Tell us about Victor. All right. Uh, Glad to. Not to put you on the spot or anything. No, not at yeah. all. Well, you pronounce the you name expected. Barus, and that is a that is a French name. I've got some uh, Cajun relatives of mine over in Louisiana, and oh, that's yeah. where I was born. Yeah, by uh, the way, b- before we came on the air, we were talking about, you know, crawfish etouffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little Creole I gumbo. Get, I, didn't get yeah. to finish, I didn't get to finish Boudin. my story. I was going to say, <laughs> my, my sister-in-law is from Patterson, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And uh, being from Texas myself, we had our fair share of, you know, Cajun food, and I love crawfish. I can't, you know, 30, almost 36 years of marriage, I still can't, can't get my wife to eat, you know, <laughs> mud roaches or whatever you guys call them. But uh, my, uh, and sorry, I'll, I'll get on some rabbit trails here, but real quick, <laughs> you have to hear the story. So b- both my brother and I love crawfish. But, you know, if, if you like crawfish, the difficult thing about crawfish is peeling them. It's not eating them. Eating them is easy. It's oh, peeling yeah. them. And uh, there was this place in Austin, Texas, that whenever I would go see my brother and his wife, who was from Patterson, we would go get, we would go eat at this place in Austin that basically, and you're not going to believe this, but it was like all you could eat crawfish. Oh, man. Now, there is a limit how much you can eat because there there's a limit how much your fingers can actually peel. But she didn't like to eat crawfish. Grew up in Louisiana and doesn't really like crawfish. That's amazing. But. The girl could peel some crawfish, and we would just bring that crawfish, and she'd just peel it, and my brother and I would just eat it. It, it was We were total I don't know. Total, that sounds like a marriage made in heaven to it's me. Total gluttony, but it, <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Okay, so enough of that. Go ahead, Victor. Well, so I'm going to segue and just say that uh, my wife is from Minnesota. I met her in China, in Shanghai, China, in 1982, and she had never eaten crawfish either. Uh, she thought it was kind of strange, but before we uh, left Louisiana, 
uh, I was able to get her to enjoy crawfish and a bunch of the other food. But, yeah, peeling them, is a, it's an acquired skill for sure. Uh, so, yeah, as a, as a freshman, uh, as, as a typical South Louisiana boy, I was raised uh, Catholic and okay. went to parochial school. If you wanted a decent education in New Orleans, your parents ponied up and, and put you in a parochial school. Uh, but by the time I was 15, I was an agnostic. Uh, mm. What to me seemed like hypocrisy all around me, uh, I, I got into drugs. Um, I was uh, not, a, not a nice young person. Um, we had a troubled family. My, my dad uh, was a good provider, but he was also uh, bipolar. There was a lot of alcohol abuse in our family. Love wasn't really uh, spoken. Hmm. Uh, I love you wasn't in our, in our lexicon, you know. Hmm. Uh, and I went off to college, to LSU, and uh, I had had exposure to some, at first what I thought were fanatical, weirded out Christians like who read their Bible and stuff. Uh, there at a, at a clothing store I worked at in the mall, Lakeside Mall in Metairie. And so I was determined to find the truth, find spiritual truth by going up to the university where there's all these great <laughs> ideas, you know. Yes. And fortunately, God connected me with the right people. I did receive Christ uh, as a freshman in college, and obviously that changed the entire trajectory 1982? of 1982? When was this? 1980, actually. October okay. 7, 1980. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a you know long story behind that, but um, right away God began to get a hold of my heart about the nations, and so in '82 I had the opportunity to go to China for the first time. And that way back then, this was still the People's Republic of China that was very much locked down. Uh, there was very little understood about the church when Mao Zedong and the communists took over in '49. Uh, there were about 1.5 million Christians total. Many had been martyred. Nobody really knew the number that were there. As the door, as the bamboo curtain fell, uh, we began to find out there were millions and millions of Christians. In spite of the persecution, in spite of the imprisonments, the faith had grown. But we had opportunity to go in and share Christ with, with uh, Chinese students that were learning English in the university setting. Mm. That was in both 82 and 84. I did that. And the second trip, I met my wife. And that was a direct answer to prayer. Boy, that may be a whole nother segment. You know, if we get segment five out of this, how you meet your wife in China on a mission yeah. trip—that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she is an American. Like I said, she's from Minnesota. And, okay, and was she, she on the trip, or was she? She was with a different team. Okay, but uh, her, her. Uh, let me see. What was she studying? International relations, and so she took a year to go uh, to China, study the language, and and be a clandestine missionary. Right. You either had to be a teacher or a student. You had to find some way to get into the to the university. And, and she was a good student, mm-hmm. good good Chinese. Uh, but she also used the opportunity to share her faith. And, yeah. and, and you were a single guy on mission. Yeah. In, in, and on multiple ways. <laughs> <laughs> on the plane on the way over, I, I, I prayed, Lord, I, I just give this summer to you. Oh, and I, I did have a girlfriend that I was leaving behind. I was not sure about that relationship. And so I said, I put everything on the altar. Plane touches down. Mm-hmm. I go through customs, and my wife to be is comes on the bus to meet our team. Yeah, amazing. And amazing. so she was the answer to prayer that I found out shortly thereafter that she was the answer to that. Prayer. Oh man, that's incredible! <laughs> Again, that may be another segment, but uh, glad you joined us today here at SWAT Radio. Uh, you're welcome. By the way, we'll open up the lines if you want to call eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. If you have a question for Victor or myself, we're glad to take those calls. 
Uh, join us uh, when we return back, and uh, we'll be right back. SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Victor Barus in studio with me today. If you're expecting to hear Doug, Doug will be back in studio on Monday. And if you're looking to engage in a men's Bible study, uh, SWAT Bible studies kick back off for the new year um, in, on Wednesday. And you can go to SWATradio.com. Click on the tab Meetings, and there you will see a list of the various Bible studies that we do around town. I think there's five studies that still get together. Uh, that's a great group, uh, and we meet all over the city. Uh, there's roughly maybe 150, 200 men that gather for those various Bible studies, 17, 18 different churches represented. So wherever you are, whatever time, whatever your background is spiritually, don't worry about it. Come, engage, uh, bring a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we'll have a Bible for you. Uh, usually lunch or breakfast is available or provided, and uh, we would absolutely love, love, love to have you join us. So, uh, But for today, I've got Victor Barus from City for the Nations uh, joining me in studio. And by the way, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, two of, two of my favorite verses. Uh, in fact, my email is even... You know, B Sykes twenty eight nineteen. It, it's been my email for almost twenty years, uh, ever since I got an email. But for those who may not be familiar with it, verse eighteen of Matthew twenty eight says, "And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me.' Aren't you glad he started with that? Oh yeah. All authority in heaven and on earth. We we know in heaven, but. Sometimes when things are crazy, we don't realize he has all authority on earth, too. All of that authority has been given to him. Verse 19 says, go, therefore. So in light of the fact that all authority has been given to Jesus, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all 
that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. You know, Victor, one of the reasons I love that those verses is there's two great bookends there. All authority has been given to Jesus on the front end and on the back end. He says, I'm with you. Because the idea of making disciples, going to the nations, I don't you know, you were just talking about your first trip. Was that your first international trip on missions to China? Yes, yes 1982? It was. Yeah. So uh, Doug and I, it, well, there was about 12 men from SWAT. We tried to do it every year. We didn't do it in 2021 or 2020, 20. but uh, hopefully we'll do it this year. We'll take a group of men somewhere, Philippines, wherever. And it, you know, it's interesting. If you've never been on a trip like that, it's a little scary. You know, not only are you traveling across the ocean in many cases, or maybe it's just Haiti. I don't know, but it's it's an intimidating idea, unless you remember the bookends of that verse or that text. He's got all authority, and he's given me a, a mission to accomplish. But he's also said, "I'm with you." Amen. And and I think the fact that. When he says all authority has been given to me, then what he's doing is he's delegating that authority to us. Mm -hmm. Why can we go and make disciples of all nations? Because he's delegating his authority that he won on the cross Mm. and through the resurrection to his church. His church is the agent to bring transformation to the world. Amen. Amen. Well, I kind of cut you off or we went on the little break. There's a lot of little connections here between LSU, Catholic, even a couple others. We'll have to get back into that off the air. Love to. <laughs> but go ahead and finish up kind of your, your intro into, so you go on mission in 1982 and 84. You meet your wife over there. Segue into where you are. You know, how, how, do you, how did you get into City for the Nations? Yeah, so going to try to bring us up to speed quickly. Yeah, no, 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 take time. Um, so uh, we, we both, my wife and I, both part of my prayer was I didn't want to drag a woman all over the world just because she was dedicated to me, but because she had the same mission call that I did. Mm-hmm. And we really thought we were going to go to China. Um, in the interim, we ended up in uh, Bible school, getting some more training, uh, getting in very involved in a, in a tremendous uh, church that was having a huge impact upon Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, my now adopted town where I was born again at. Uh, and then an opportunity came. We really were aching to go out, and there was a Macedonian call from a couple of Russian businessmen who came to our church and said, the doors are wide open in the Soviet Union. Would you come and preach the gospel to us in the Soviet Union? And so that began— And what year is this? When is this? That would have been um, 88, I okay. believe. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. 88 or 89. It's a little foggy to me, but mm-hmm. uh, our our church sent out a, a big team uh, to do a Christian music festival in the city called Pskov, Russia. Uh, thousands came to Christ. First Sunday, over 400 believers are in the first church service. We have a youth pastor who was pastoring uh, in a neighboring country, but that was his hometown. He becomes the pastor. Uh, I saw the video, a bunch of Churches in our network in South Louisiana saw the video, and we said, we're going to adopt 25 Russian cities, and we're going to plant 25 churches all over Russia. And so on that basis, my wife and I ended up going out. First, I did a short term there. God confirmed the call. And then we went out, and we started planting churches in uh, Siberia, actually, first in the province of Irkutsk, starting in 1993. So we spent 10 years there. 
really great adventures. Um, uh, in, it was like the Wild West. Hmm. Uh, law and order had failed. It was just a crazy, crazy time. But we saw a lot of people saved, a lot of churches planted. Uh, and in '02, I was I was uh, deported, taken off an international train by gunpoint. Um, that's what brought us ultimately to Florida, uh, hmm. a local church actually on the other side um, of the uh, of the peninsula to Tampa, where I was serving with a local church who wanted to be more active in making disciples and um, building groups outside of the four walls, but in the community. And we said so it was a cell church type of uh, type of strategy. Uh, so I ended up in Tampa for there for seven years, uh, bivocational minister, um, and I got connected with Go to Nations actually because I knew missionaries when I was on my first stint. And uh, so when it came time, God opening the door for us to go back to the field, we started. We, we did that with Go to Nations, which is based here in Jacksonville, Florida. Went out for another two years after another deportation. Long story. We found ourselves back at the headquarters. How, that's how we ended up in Jacksonville. Um, here, we were focusing on two things, a member care department, uh, in other words, pastoral care for our missionaries all over the world. Uh, and then the second was frontier missions. How do we get missionaries trained into the places where the gospel is not? Because there's over 3 billion people that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got 1,500 churches in our town, in our city right here. There's every opportunity to hear the gospel if someone wants it. But there's over three, 3.11 billion, to be exact, who have no opportunity to hear the gospel. We must go according to Jesus' command. Let's obey his command mm. to go. Mm. Mm. So I, did, I was not aware that Go to Nations was based in Jacksonville. Yes, yes, it is. And so now City for the Nations, to that little segue, mm-hmm. uh, is a much younger organization. Go to Nations is 40 years old. City for the Nations got launched out of the town of Lexington, another great college town, Lexington, Kentucky. And I met the founder uh, in 2018, Miles Phelps. And he was at our offices at Go to Nations talking about this vision to have, in, to have cities, the body of Christ in a city, come together in unity, a John 17 type of unity, mm-hmm. in order to reach an entire country for Christ. And sounds great in theory, but they were doing it. In Nepal in 2016, there were 47 unengaged, unreached people groups. That means ethno-linguistic groups where there was no gospel witness, no one was working among them. And the citywide church was able to get together, partner with nationals in northern India and in Nepal to get them these engagement teams into those people groups. And I was just on the a call earlier today with Bhuvan, who is the national director of this effort, uh, and just uh, his network has planted 1,400 churches uh, among peoples that in 2016 had never had any opportunity to hear the gospel. So the gospel is moving forward in, in powerful ways that we don't know about. We look around America, we see the declining uh, population of people actually going to church we see biblical values are on the skids it looks pretty bad from our perspective here but god is at work in the nations and i believe that if we will obey the great commission of jesus if we will focus on the purpose of the church which is to make disciples here in our jerusalem judea samaria and to the ends of the earth and as we discussed that simultaneously if we will do that if we will take up that mantle we will see our city changed and and we will see the ends of the earth changed and so we're, we're adopting, as, as a city, we are adopting a country, 
and, and come, bringing together a strategy, the body of Christ here, the body of Christ there, to reach an entire country. Well, uh, when we come back from this half-hour break, I want to jump into specifically, because I think you're right, we tend to look at our city and go, wow, we've got 1,500 churches. If I want my neighbor to hear the gospel, I can just take him to church with me. Now, I don't necessarily think that's the model. Uh. The model is I'm to go to my neighbor. Amen. Yes. You and I were talking about it yes. off the air. Jerusalem. That means right right here. Yes. You know, we got guys that will go around the world to share the gospel, but they won't go across the street to do that. Right. But the reality is it's easily accessible. The gospel is very easily accessible in the city of Jacksonville, in pretty much any city in the U.S., um, yes, but there are 3.1 billion people in the world who have never heard the gospel. Yes, I want correct. people to just think about that reality, because it the, the name Jesus just comes off our lips. It's just part of American, you know, culture, and yet there are people in this world who have never even heard the name of Jesus. Yeah don't understand who he was, don't understand, never been told the gospel. And the fields are, are, are ripe for harvest, but we need people to go. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I believe that here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, part of our City for the Nation strategy is is a local portion, and uh, that is reaching the, the least and the lost in our city. And so we're partnering together to do that as well. Our, our focus, our sweet spot is those 130,000 Immigrant students, refugees that have come here, they're Islamic, they're Hindu, they're Buddhist. They've never heard the gospel, and, and yet they're right at our doorstep. If we can reach them and disciple them, they're the best missionaries to go back to their own countries. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's. I think we tend to go, well, let's just send those people. Let's let Victor go over there. When in reality, me. The, yeah, we're, we're, we're ready to go, yeah. but there's a lot of people who are kind of wandering around, they're, they're part of the church, but they're not doing the mission of the church. Right. And what an opportunity. We're going to get into that in the last yes. segment. Good. But for the next segment, we'll jump into exactly what how's Jacksonville partnering and who's Jacksonville partnering with. So if you're, uh, if you're new to SWAT, again, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. I've got a, a good buddy in, Victor Barus, here from City to the Nations and uh, City for the Nations, excuse me. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Glad you joined us. Brad Sykes, along with Victor Barus in studio from uh, Go City for the Nations, and uh, you know Victor. So oftentimes we, are, you know, we had done this program for about three or four years, and finally, I think April last year, I said, Doug, I got to work. <laughs> you know, a couple hours a day was a was a stretch for me, uh, but I miss being in the studio, especially 
interviewing guys like you. You know, we've met, but really sometimes it's on these breaks where we get to know each other. Absolutely. And, and it's yeah. it's so cool. I mean, people say, yeah, but it's cool being on the radio. I go, what you don't understand is what's even cooler is what takes place off the air. Yeah. It's kind of getting to know each other. And uh, anyway, just kind of cool to, to, to hear your story. And I know there's a lot of missing pieces to the story that I don't know, but I'm looking forward to uh, learning all about those. So we went on the break, uh, going into the break, talking about uh, City for the Nations. I want you to pick up with this idea of a city here locally or a city in the U.S. It kind of adopts a country. Yeah, that's correct. All right, so correct me wherever I am wrong. Yeah. So Yeah, so, uh, you know, so continuing the story, Miles came with a local pastor, uh, Miles with Go to, Go to Miles Nations. with, with uh, City for the Nations. City for the Nations. Yeah, okay. came to the Go to Nations. I know it's a lot of I nations. Know, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> came to the city, the Go to the Nations campus for a meeting, which I was invited into. And he was with a local pastor uh, uh, who uh, also was an old friend of Miles. And he's with Destiny Church. And, in fact, that pastor uh, looked at me and said, do you speak Russian? And it was just kind of welled up in his spirit. We mm-hmm. thought we didn't know each other, but there was a connection with his church back in Somerset, Kentucky, uh, and his pastor who had been on staff at my church in Louisiana. So, all, again, all these intersections. Right. And I realized in that meeting God was changing my destiny. Mm-hmm. When I heard the concept in my spirit, it's an immediate, oh, yes, amen, we've got to do this. you mm-hmm. know. And so we set about um, putting together a, a local team. Uh, we really wanted to launch this in, in 2020, but as we all know, you know, something called COVID came up and, and sort of put the brakes on a lot of things. Uh, but anyway, we, we began to, uh, with our team, both uh, build some relationships in talking about this concept. Uh, building the prayer network was huge. And so we have, if you were to go on cityforthenations.com, and then find the Thailand page, because there's multiple cities now that are doing this. Um, uh, there's, uh, of course, the first was Lexington with Nepal. And then two smaller Kentucky cities, Somerset and Richmond, joined together as two small cities to adopt the, the country of Niger, uh, a country that had unreached people groups that missionaries had been martyred, let's say. There were no believers among these people, and missionaries warned nobody comes out alive in these places Hmm. and there are now thriving churches disciples multiplying and these national believers among this for example the tamajek tuaric people right these like that's not just a vw car that's that's in northern niger Mm -hmm. and they're going across the desert bringing the gospel across the desert Mm -hmm. out of niger into algeria Mm -hmm. and some of these other countries it's just amazing what god is doing and uh so uh, Denver with Chad, that's, that's a new partnership. And I'm believing God for many more cities. I want to see my adopted city of Tampa adopt yeah. a nation. <clears throat> I want to see my home city of New Orleans mm-hmm. adopt a nation. So you know? let me ask you, yes. Victor, how many cities, how many U.S. cities have adopted Yeah, there's a about nation? four or five right now. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Th- this is in the early stages. Uh, the, the initial commitments are three-year commitments, three-year projects. And again, what we do is we partner the body of Christ in the city, and that's the marketplace leaders, that's the pastoral leaders and, and congregational leaders, that's the intercessory leaders, that's the local missional people together uh, to adopt a country. And then uh, we are able to partner with them in prayer and with specific projects mm. 
uh, for primarily national missionaries, some Americans, some Westerners, but primarily we're equipping and sending national missionaries uh, into these people groups where the gospel is not. So part of our deal was what's our country? And we fasted and we prayed. We sought the Lord for several months. And uh, no time to go into it today, but the, but the Lord clearly showed us the country of Thailand. And so Thailand, well, people think about Thailand, first thing they think about is tourism. They think, oh, that's a nice country, you know, or maybe they think of, think of sex trafficking and all that. Uh, well, Thailand is a, is a country of nearly 70 million people, and of those, over 61 million of them have never heard the gospel. There's 70,000 villages and towns with no churches, no gospel witness whatsoever. Even though missions has been there for 200 years, and you can go to the city of Chiang Mai and there's a bunch of missionaries, but the effect of reaching into the hinterlands of Thailand, uh, that, that hasn't happened yet. But when we were there in late 2019, north, south, east, and west of the country, as we were making connections with both missionaries and national leaders, they were all saying something is happening. God is changing things. We see a shift. The church is beginning to come out of the four walls. They're not isolating themselves. They're, they're realizing that we have a greater mandate uh, to reach our nation and the nations. And so there was this upswell of God is in this, you know, and then, of course, again, uh, what happened with COVID. But but God is going to work this, I believe, even to uh, his good purposes. The scripture promises that, right? And um, so we're our, our official launch is actually coming up in, in just a couple of weeks. As you mentioned, September 17th, that will be our Great Commission Summit. And uh, so we've got partners in Thailand. We've got specific projects. Uh, we've got prayer. Uh, we've got the opportunity to help every believer be mo- the most strategic in their Great Commission call, if that's going, if that's sending others. Uh, we we want to help people really fulfill their, their strategic uh, purpose and calling in the Great Commission. So Jacksonville has adopted Thailand. That's correct. <clears throat> people who may be listening right now. So we talked to you mentioned the, the church, pastoral. Yes. Marketplace. That's correct. Intercessory. Yes. And what was the, the fourth So uh, local missional, because, Lo- local again, missional. We, yeah. we, we want to get the, the various and sundry groups that are working locally to make sure we're also strategic about reaching our city. So there is an element about reaching our city as well. We're, we love Jerusalem, right, our right. Jerusalem. We love the ends of the earth, you know, and, we, and everything in between. Jesus said, go and make disciples in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria right. and the outermost parts of the earth. I believe that was – he used the word and – because it was a simultaneous thing. Uh, I really believe that the church in America is in the position it's in right now, um, being uh, of little impact, maybe even uh, irrelevant in some cases, because we have not been obeying the Great Commission to make disciples. That means sharing our faith. Every believer, uh, wow, Second Corinthians 5.17 uh, I may have to start preaching right now. But Come on we're, now. We're a new creation in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so along with that, Verse 19 says, we were given the ministry of reconciliation. I believe the moment every Christian is born again, he's called into the ministry. He, she, we're called into the ministry, the Mm -hmm. ministry of bringing the gospel to others. That's right. Yet 97% of American Christians don't share their faith, have never led anybody to Christ. Yeah. Yep. Doug Doug and I talk about that a lot. Yeah. How, How can we possibly go to a movie, go to a dinner, 
enjoy ourselves, come out of there, and we rave about that movie. We mm. rave about that restaurant. Right. But the greatest thing that will ever and has ever happened to us, yeah. 97% of the people who say that's happened to them have never told anybody about it. Yeah. It kind of makes you go, how's that possible? Yeah, what kind of disciples are we, you know? And, and Jesus in Matthew 7, he talked about, hey, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And uh, I don't believe, you know, God is behind COVID, has caused COVID, anything like that, right? I believe it's the enemy. But I believe that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And we are in a shaking time, and it's time for the church to arise and be who she's called to be because Jesus is not coming back for a rescue operation. He's coming back for a victorious bride who is fulfilling and walking out her purpose Amen. in the earth. Amen. I know we're going to take a break, but I, just in light of the fact, you know, whether it's COVID or whatever you're doing, <clears throat> there's been a lot of suffering over the last, certainly the last 18 months, yes. almost, almost two years now. I guess February, March will be about two years since we first kind of got heard about COVID. Right. And I saw this quote, and I, I don't want to quote, I don't want to say who it was from because I don't know exactly, but I loved it. It was great. It says, When suffering enters your room, say to it, Welcome, my slave. Produce for me the glory that God has designed wow. you for. You know, so oftentimes we look at COVID or illnesses or whatever, and we complain. You know, Victor, I'm a grumbler. <laughs> what it talks about scripture. Don't grumble. Right. You know, we, we like in America, we like to grumble. Listen, go overseas on mission. You won't grumble as much as you do today. Because the reality is listen, suffering is universal. Yes. We're gonna experience suffering. But God has a purpose in that suffering. And uh and praise God be preached for it. more in our churches. Amen. Doesn't Amen. It? You know, yeah. it, it's Listen, we need the theology of suffering. Jesus said, "If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you." Right? You know, and yeah. but the reality is, what an honor, what a privilege to be on mission. Yes, for the glory of God, yes. for the gospel, for the you know. I was talking about this in, to Paul. Paul used those words that, that term. It was a first importance. If you're listening to Victor and myself today, what's of first importance in your life? Hmm. Is it your career? Is it your family? Those are all great things. But to Paul, what was of first importance was the gospel. That's right. Everywhere he went. I, I think about we're going to get out of the studio here in about 20 minutes. We're going to get in the elevator. If Paul were with us, Paul wouldn't be talking about the rain we just heard out there. He'd be talking about the gospel. And we need to be on mission in right. that regard. So anyway... Yeah, don't get me started. We'll, we'll, we'll be <laughs> we'll here for a while. Each other. Steve will be, you know, already tuned us off. But uh, anyway, Victor, it's a privilege having you in. And I want to get into the last segment when we come back from the break because uh, I want to talk about how people who are listening to us today, and you may be in Folkston, Georgia, you may be in Virginia Beach, you may be in Texas or Louisiana, wherever you're listening from. We've got listeners all over the country who are tuning in live at SWATradio.com. They may be on a radio station listening to us. You may be hearing Victor going, man, I want to get involved. How can I get involved? Well, we're going to talk about that on the break when we come back. Victor, good to have you with us. Thank you. Glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio. We'll be right back.
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Victor Barus from City for the Nation. And uh, by the way, that was one of my favorite artists, David Crowder there. Boy, it's uh, I think his I think that album is Red Letters. It's really good. If you're not familiar with it, go check it out. Hey, I wanted to read this real quick to you. And Victor, you'll you'll appreciate this. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> it's kind of funny when you see something you want to read and now you can't find it. Here it is. You know, speaking about missions and uh, what's happening around the world, you may be familiar with these numbers, but according to the 2021 World Watch List annual report by Open Doors, it says every day 13 Christians worldwide are killed for the cause of Christ. 13 Christians. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Every day, 12 churches or Christians, Christian buildings are attacked. Every day, 12 Christians are unjustly arrested or imprisoned while another five are abducted. Now, you may be listening going, man, well, I don't want to go to those places. But there are people going to those places. 309 million Christians are living in places with very high or extreme levels of persecution. 31 million more could be added from the 24 nations that fall just outside of the top 50, such as Cuba, Cuba, Sri Lanka, and the UAE. Now, if you do the math, that's one in eight Christians worldwide who are facing persecution. David Curry, who's president and CEO of Open Doors, said, the numbers of God's people who are suffering should mean the church is dying, that Christians are keeping quiet, losing their faith. But that's not what's happening. In fact, the church of Jesus Christ is actually growing in those areas. Why is that? I say, why why is that? Well, they have a cause worth fighting for. They have a cause worth fighting for, even dying for. A, A Christian martyr, by the way, is someone willing to face death rather than deny Jesus Christ or his gospel. This is an amazing reality 
in 2021 as we sit in our comfy homes and our comfy chairs and drive our comfy cars, sit in our comfy pews to realize there are how many billions? 3.1 billion people? billion people that have never heard the gospel. That they've never heard the gospel. Yeah. And no opportunity. I mean, you know, as I think about that, it's, 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 uh, it's emotional to realize that we got, by God's sovereign purposes, allowed me, similar to you, me in 1981, you in 1980. Hmm. <clears throat> I grew up in a church, but not until 1981 did God open my ears and allowed me to hear the gospel for the first time. And not only that, he gave me a heart that was ready to receive it. And yet, we don't know of the 3.11 billion people around the world who who God has ordained to hear the gospel. And of those, we don't know who will receive the gospel, right? That's correct. And, of course, the Scripture says God desires that none would perish, That's but right. that all would come to repentance. And he's made the way, he's paid the price for the whole world to be saved. Yep. We know the road is narrow, but... Here's the thing, uh, unless they hear uh, and unless they're sent, um, they have no opportunity. Yeah, how will they believe right. without hearing? Yes. How will they hear unless someone preaches? Exactly. How will they preach unless you're sent? So the reality is, we, listen, we, we don't know who's going to accept Christ. We don't know who's going to come to Christ. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't diminish the fact that we ought to be going and telling Real quick, Victor, we've got a caller on the line who's called in, so I want to I want to make sure we take that call up. Don, are you with us, brother? I am. Hey, glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio. Hey, Victor. Hey, Don. <laughs> hey, I just had a question. I heard you guys rapping, chatting about uh, you know missions to Thailand. Uh, what what specific um, help are you? Uh, you know, willing to offer the, um, you know, the church that's already established there in Jackson or in uh, Thailand. And, uh, and I'll hang up and listen to your answer on the radio. Then. All right, Don, thank you. Thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be several specific projects. Uh, we have vetted a number of different ministries, and there's going to be several projects that we're going to present. Uh, we're going to have uh, unfortunately, only by by video, we're going to have some of our Thai um, partners uh, to to share and to pray at the event on September 17th, and so we're going to have opportunity to join with them in partnership. Uh, you know, we in the United States, we do have our nice homes and cars. We're comfortable. We have a lot of resources. We've been blessed with those resources. Yes, and so. Uh, in, in the case of Thailand, it's a little different. Uh, maybe there might be some countries where th- there's absolutely no funding whatsoever. Most of these are projects where uh, we come in and we come alongside and we help fund that along with the national believers. There's going to be some business projects where we're helping uh, families that are committed to church planting where the church is not, and we're helping them establish the new businesses. Um, there's a province where uh, uh, there's a committed effort to see a church planted in every single village in that province, and we can have an opportunity to help them finish that task within the next three years to see every church in that particular, every village in that particular province have a local church. 
And uh, so there's a lot of ways that we're going to have opportunity to partner. Uh, there's going to be some opportunities to, if, if we have some business acumen, some wisdom, uh, some, some teaching that we can do for, for short-term trips. Uh, and, of course, there's going to be opportunities, and you can do that right now. You can go to cityfornations.com, to the Jacksonville page, uh, and uh, you can sign up UPM 1000 to pray 30 minutes a week for Thailand. Would you be willing to pray 30 minutes a week for a country where 61 million people have never heard the gospel so that lives and hearts can be changed and people can be won to Christ? Yeah, that's great. That's great. And that's a great intro into, I wanted to take the last few minutes just to talk about the Great Commission Summit that is coming up again, September 17th. Kind of speak to that real quick because people who are listening, wherever they're listening from, they can get involved. Uh, as Doug and I are going to be involved with SWAT Radio, I've got a local pastor who's going to be on the air with me tomorrow. we got local churches here. How can they get involved, and is this the best place for them to kind of hear about it? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a half a day together. Uh, we're going to be serving a nice lunch, but uh, not that you'd ever want to uh, sacrifice half your day for the food. It's going to be for the message. And it, and it will be a great commission message. We're going to have the state of the world. What What is happening worldwide hmm. as far as the advance of the gospel? So uh, the kind of news that, that you won't hear on the nightly news, you know what I'm saying? Uh, some powerful testimonies of transform transformation in nations like Nepal, like Niger, because of the City for the Nation adoption. And then we're going to introduce the Thailand adoption. And so you can go to cityforthenations.com forward slash Jack's First Coast. As I mentioned, you can sign up for prayer. You can register to get on the invite list, and we'll begin to get you information about the event on the 17th. We'd love to have you there. Uh, and by the way, we, we have 31 of 40 table sponsors, just as SWAT Radio is sponsoring a table so that other people can come at no charge. Uh, we are looking for nine more sponsors. A sponsorship is $400. And we're asking you to, to help sponsor this event so that, that it's, uh, it's uh, neutral in cost for, for the organization to put this on uh, so we can envision people, encourage people, exhort them, and give them opportunity to connect uh, in a great way with finishing the Great Commission to the whole world. So that's uh, the Great Commission Summit, <clears throat> Friday, September 17th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. That is at the Schultz Center, correct? That's correct, yes. Schultz Center is 4019 Boulevard Center Drive, Jacksonville, 32207. Go to com. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Cityforthenations.com. Click on the Jacksonville page, and uh, the details will be there. That's correct, yes. So there's a there's a Cities and Nations um, tab if you press on that, you'll 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 see the participating cities. The homepage has has the whole city for the nation story uh, in uh, in a little video there. Uh, that's worthwhile looking at. It will inspire you. And then on our page, you can sign up for the summit. Yeah, sitting here looking at this note. <clears throat> Imagine witnessing the day when there are disciples from every nation, as Jesus commanded. Right. Matthew twenty eight eighteen. What we talked about earlier. Yeah. And yeah. here's an opportunity for us to partner. To co-labor for the gospel, right? And uh, that is that that's that was Jesus's last command to his disciples, and and it's it's future history, if I can put it that way, because in Revelation seven nine yeah. it says that around his throne will be people from every 
uh, ethnic group, every language, every tongue, every tribe, and they'll be worshiping before the Lamb. Well, that won't happen until we as the church obey and do our part. Jesus did his part. He died. He rose again. All authority was given to him. Now he's delegated that authority to us so that we can now go as the victorious church of Jesus Christ and bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And that's not just your pastor or your, the staff on your church. It's you and me. That's right. It's just common folks just like us. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the 12. The, the, they were not the 12 you and I would have picked. That's true. But they're the 12 that Jesus picked. Yeah. And Jesus, Jesus picks just common folks to go do the work of evangelism. That's right. And I, I think about that. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says this, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Listen, if you've received the gospel, you've received eternal life, we're to give that out. Paul says, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scripture. That's the gospel. That's the message. That's the good news. If that's changed your life, let that proclaim. You know, that, that's what we're called to do. Get on the train to change an entire country for Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go to cityfornations.com. Get involved. The Great Commission Summit coming Friday, September 17th. Hope to see you there. Victor, what a privilege having you on, brother. It is my privilege. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Y'all have a great week. And uh, join us tomorrow as I have Zach Perry, First Baptist Fernandina. He'll be in studio with me. We're going to have a good old time. Talk to you then. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening